Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, we have quite a film for you this week. I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, boy. You'll have to just wait and see what it is. Oh, my God. It's wild. Um, It's quite a ride. It's quite a ride. So we're going to ease you in with something really nice and lovely and wonderful that will make you feel hopefully as good as it makes us feel. And that is shouting out our patrons who we absolutely love and so very much appreciate. And we're going to start off with our newest vessel head, James Boone. James, we love you forever, unconditionally, starting now. We love you, James. Um, next up, we have a bunch of new members of Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. They wanted to get in on those two bonus episodes a month we're doing. Um, so this week we have Haley Foley, Elizabeth Jones, Raina, Maxi Cifarelli, Yobani Gonzalez, Bethany, Wendy Drinkwater, Anna Murphy, Jenny Taylor, Jessica McKeerchen, Chester Lyle, Samuel Silva, Aram Ahmed, Andrew McDonough, and Samantha Hauschilt. We love you guys. You're the fucking best. I don't know what we would do without you. I don't know what we would Welcome do without you. Welcome to the inner you. circle. We love you so goddamn much. We love you so much. We have one more person that we love so goddamn much that upgraded to Tony fucking Colette's inner circle this week, and that is Lindsay Terhar. And we just freaking love you. We've been loving you, and we will. We've been we loving will continue you. Continue we'll to keep do loving so. you. Yeah. Um, and for uh, anyone wow. who wants to join our Patreon, you could do so by going to Patreon.com/slash TSDW Podcast. Get in on these sweet, sweet bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet bingo cards. Mm-hmm. All sorts of good stuff. Really, I mean, just trust us. And now we'll begin the slow descent into a, into feeling not good by this, madness. Absolutely, this week's episode. Which good luck to you. We wish you the best. We <laughs> wish you all the best. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i'm too scared to watch scary movies i'm henley and i'm also too scared to watch scary movies i'm sammy and i like watching scary movies and i like telling the plots of them to everybody <laughs> i know <laughs> to anyone that'll listen to anyone that'll listen oh there is this sort of variation on a theme there i liked it um what's up with us this week well i have um some big news to share on the pod which is that i'm pregnant oh my gosh <laughs> she broke the news. i really I'm wanted you to wait this. until you had <laughs> your son and we're just like oh by the way i have a child now by the way i have a son he magically appeared i don't know how um, yay oh my god i know can you guys believe it i'm officially in my third trimester 
I'm seven Ugh. months pregnant right now. I'm due on June 21st. So a solstice baby, potentially. Solstice have a boy. baby. I know. We're cutting it really close. Could be a Gemini. Could be a Cancer. Yep. Yep. Feeling either way. Feeling a little stressed about that, to be completely yes, honest. I, I'm a Gemini. Jenna's a Cancer. So either way, you've got great... Uh, people to look up to people to turn to for turn to for turn to for help (laughs) exactly um and but the reason i bring it up is because last week i felt like everyone was uh had a lot of physical ailments that we were Mm. all um exclaiming about and i need to tell you guys about my latest physical ailment okay which is so last week you guys this is so bad i'm gonna have to send you pictures after oh no Um, so i moved as everyone knows and during during that move i wore the sneakers that i wear like all the time but the thing is when you're pregnant your body like swells up and Mm -hmm. gets you know a little bit puffy and Uh sure my ankles we're a little puffy during the day, you know, rubbing up against the sneakers, like maybe in a way that was a little uncomfortable, but I didn't really think twice about it. Y'all, I like, I don't know what the hell I did to my ankles, but they're so swollen. I can barely walk around. I have like straight up the the distinction between my calf and my foot is no longer there. Like, it's just like, it's just solid like <laughs> like a tree trunk <laughs> it's i like i have i mean i don't want to i don't want to exaggerate or anything or be dramatic but i have like elephantitis in my ankles now <laughs> i don't want to exaggerate um i mean 100% not hyperbolic but the problem oh, is that have you been here's, icing them I, I so we actually didn't have ice trays so tim went out and bought ice mm. trays today which is very nice of him and i will ice them after this but here's the issue, you guys. I don't have any fucking shoes that fit my feet. Oh, like, no. <laughs> so I need to buy some, like, Crocs, I guess. Yes. You've been, you've been wanting Crocs anyways. Oh, my God. Yes, you have to buy Crocs. They'll Perfect be so comfortable. Excuse. You just slip your tree trunks right in them. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, we're moving into summer. That baby is going to be a summer baby. You're going to want some... Some breathable shoes yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i think this mm-hmm. is going to be a good a good way to go oh but you know i want to come out of quarantine feeling cute and so far not happening <laughs> not even just close. wear a lot of long dresses to the floor yeah that's not good this is reminding me of i don't know if you guys have seen this simpsons episode where homer gains like a ton of weight and he only wears moomoos oh, he wears his moomoo yeah mm-hmm. i feel like homer simpson wearing a moomoo um oh, but you look so cute Henry. oh thanks you guys you anyway i'll send um, you some, i'll send you two pics of my ankles afterwards i'm not sharing that with the wider group sorry <laughs> sorry listeners <laughs> but i will definitely uh let you guys know how it goes yeah i would like to, i would like to know we're so excited for you and tim henley and can't wait to be aunts. Mm-hmm. aunts our first podcast baby first and <laughs> last <laughs> um no henley might have more uh, um, it's very exciting he's gonna love his aunts so much he's gonna love his aunts uh-huh. all of his aunts mm-hmm Anyway, what's up with you guys? Uh, I'm, you know, not 
not quite so much. I've just been listening to Lil Nas X uh, on repeat. I think yeah. I've listened to it. I mean, a hundred times. I wake up, it's in my head, and I'm going to sleep, it's in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about it all the time. I made my mom watch it. <laughs> my mom, my mom loved it too. This is the "Call Me by Your Name" um, music video that has recently been released. Oh yeah, and so the the like satanic panic that it is causing is bringing me a lot of joy, and I'm really yeah. I'm really on board with a new wave of satanic panic. And it kind of reminded me of this documentary I saw called "Hail Satan." That mm-hmm. is all about uh, the the Church of Satan. Is that that's what it's called, I guess? Um, and about Satanists and kind of what they're really all about. And it's a really, really interesting and funny and weird documentary. So, cool. just thought I'd recommend that. And you know, hail Satan, <laughs> hail Satan. Imagine being. Imagine thinking that the the worst thing currently in society is a music video featuring Satan. Like, imagine, and imagine being, like, scared of Satan and and scared of your children getting into Satan. Like, it just is so far from being anything anyone needs to care about. It is (laughs) mind-blowing to me. Yeah. It It really really blows my mind. Um, I think he's handling it all very well. Lil Nas is, like, one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter and Instagram. And, but at the same time, it's, it's, like got to be also extremely emotionally exhausting um yeah. and so i just we, wish you the we, best. Know, we, we know you're listening we, we know wish you're you the listening best. and we really wish you the best yeah sending him a lot of support right now emotional support because mm-hmm. people again, are hail, hail satan again <laughs> yeah people and are being satan. people are being so awful about it about like it's so homophobic it's like I'm honestly really surprised that the backlash has been this way, to be completely honest. I mean, yeah, it just is like the most vocal people are like conservative moms. Yeah, I mean, it it checks so many boxes of things that stupid people would be mad about. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) such a waste of time. I mean, fuck them and hail Satan. Um, (laughs) Uh, What about you, Emily? What's up with you? ton um i first i I do want to say a lot of listeners sent in help for me with my heartburn i talked about my heartburn last week and i'm just really touched thank you so much uh it's nice to know i'm not alone i i am i'm going to be taking on some of your suggestions so i will keep you all posted um i've started drinking (laughs) uh like apple cider vinegar drinks um which seems to be helping Mm. So that's a f- that's fun. Um, but mainly what's up with me is that for the first time in a year and two, uh, what t- a year and a month, how long has it been? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm finding myself envisioning life after this and, and planning for oh, it. Wow. And it is very surreal. I can't do it without going like, I mean, who anything can happen and I'll, I'll make plans for this time, but you know, whatever, anything. I like, but I'm, I'm, I'm finally doing it. Like, I, I, yeah. it's gonna, it's happening. But again, barring any other cases, yeah. I like, can't like let myself just say like, it's gonna happen. But people are, are getting vaccinated. I have a wedding to go to not in like six weeks and it will still be, a, you know, a lot of safety protocols and, and COVID and masks and stuff. But like, 
the couple is yeah. vaccinated. I'll be fully vaccinated by then. Most people there will. It's just like. Yeah. I, I can't believe that we are making that it there. And, and I want to give happening. a caveat. Like I had been having a lot of vaccine anxiety and, and a lot of, I mean, I'm anxious about everything and it's an anxious time. So I, I hope that I know that people are in different phases of getting vaccinated and in different parts of the world, it's happening in different speeds and for everyone who's still like very much in the thick of it, even more so than we are, um, I I feel you, and I know that this is a very stressful, weird time. But I just I never thought it would we would get out of it, and I also never thought I would let myself uh, look mm. to another uh, look to the future. Look to the future, right? And that in and of itself comes with its own anxiety. Where now I'm like, how am I going to do these things? And oh my god, it's going to get expensive, and I have social anxiety and. You know, back to some other old anxieties, but it still is just like it's I don't know. I finally believe that it that life will be different again. And that's just wild. Yeah. I got an email that Universal Studios is reopening on April sixteenth. Which is so soon. That's very soon. Probably a little a little soon for me, but I've you know, I've be I've been talked before about how much i miss universal studios oh my god i miss it so much and i'm definitely gonna be going as soon as i feel safe too yeah Ooh, it's happening my parents booked a flight to to come here because they're vaccinated and i haven't seen it's the longest i've been without seeing my parents and like that's just i can't i just can't believe it i can't believe it you guys it is. It's really crazy. It's a lot to process and it feels like such a big transition. I was reading an article about, I don't know how you guys are. I'm not great with change in general. And no, it's very hard. I feel like most, a lot of people aren't. Humans are are like routines and we've all now gotten into a routine of being home all the time. And so going back out just feels really scary. And yeah, I think it will for a while until we've established a new routine and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird weird few months but it's exciting it's scary and it's overall hopefully gonna be good (laughs) overall i hope that it is good yeah i hope that i hope that we can we can all do it and keep you know yeah i just um Mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. is this person who's going to be emerging out in the world she's wild i don't know I know. This is why I'm going to get a spray tan cuz I'm a different person than I was. A different before. person. <laughs> I bought cowboy boots. <laughs> I don't know why. I all of a sudden decided I must have them. I mean, I I feel like that was probably a good idea. I don't regret it, but again, who is she? I don't know. We're going to figure it out, but gonna, one day at a time. One day at a time. I think everyone's going to be super weird at first. Yeah. Everyone has lost all of their social skills, especially small talk social skills. I feel like that is gone yeah. for me. I, I do can not know either, how to make small talk. I can either not talk to someone or I talk to them more than I've ever talked to anybody before. Like I either don't <laughs> yeah. t- talk to people or I have complete verbal diarrhea. And it's like, here's my entire life story. Hi. <laughs> yeah, but Joel and I were on a walk the other day, and we ran into a, a couple who we we know and we've like hung out with. But it's like that that tier of friend where it's like we're friends, but we're not like close. Yeah, but but it's the idea of like seeing someone out on a a, a walk, and I we I felt myself just like not know what do I st- do I keep going? Do I stop and talk? So I sort of did like a half 
way and like in, but I was just like oh my god I don't know what to do I don't I like literally don't know what to do here <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a learning curve it's gonna yeah. be gonna be weird um but speaking of anxiety oh great <laughs> let's talk about this week's movie which is climax came out in 2019 written and directed by gaspar noe starring sofia butella romaine guillermic uh, sunila yakub claude emmanuel gajan mal and that's that's it. That's all I wrote down. I just forgot to say it. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> um, and it's streaming on Amazon Prime. And this is a movie that I had been told was a really great movie uh, since it came out. And I have tried to watch it three times prior to this and always kind of gotten bored. Oh, and okay. um uh just wasn't in the right headspace to watch it any of those times i guess and yeah the other night i just decided you know what i'm gonna fucking watch this movie and i loved it i loved it so much i haven't stopped thinking about it since I mean, it was last night, but hey, that's <laughs> a full day. Okay, there we that's go. a full day of thinking. I did think of <laughs> that counts. Yeah, I did think about it all day. Um, have you guys heard of this movie? Do you know anything about it? No, no, nothing. But I feel like I've heard of that guy Gasper Noe before because yes. he's done other movies that have like sexual names. Well, he did Irreversible, oh. which is a famous, very sexual. <laughs> that's what i that's what i was talking about he did irreversible which is a very famous like rape revenge movie that a a lot of people are very it's um i i actually haven't seen any of his other movies this is his the first movie of his that i've seen um but Mm -hmm. irreversible is like super probably his most well-known and then he did one called enter the void and one called love and love is the I think most sexual one that it's shot in 3d and features a penis ejaculating towards the camera in 3d and it's all real sex in it. Real penetrative sex. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of that one. That (laughs) sounds like something I don't want to experience. I'm all for the rest of that, but I don't know that I need to, experience that in 3d uh, <laughs> 3d no as thanks. a viewing experience yeah his his movies are usually pretty divisive and this is actually his most critically acclaimed one and he was upset about that he was like i'm what did i do wrong like more oh people. interesting <laughs> interesting more people. oh he didn't like that people liked yeah. it Oh, no. He's like, not, he's like, I'm not underground anymore. Not cool anymore. Yeah, I think he's maybe got a little bit of the Eli Roth mentality of like, if people aren't throwing up in the theater, I'm not doing my job right. <laughs> it's cocktail hour, everyone. This week, we will be making a classic red sangria, which is featured in this film. You will definitely need a hefty glass of this to help wash away all the terrible feelings you will soon feel after listening to this movie. In order to make this drink, you'll need half of an apple cored skin on chopped into small pieces, half of an orange with a rind on also sliced into small pieces, three to four tablespoons of brown sugar, 
three quarters of a cup orange juice, third of a cup of brandy, and a bottle of dry Spanish red wine. To make the sangria, you add the apples, oranges, and sugar to a large pitcher and muddle with a muddler or wooden spoon for 45 seconds. Add orange juice and brandy and muddle again to combine for 30 seconds. Add red wine and stir to incorporate, then taste and adjust flavor as needed. You could add more brandy, orange juice, or brown sugar at this point if you wanted to. Add ice and stir once more to chill. Serve as is or with a bit more ice and garnish with orange segments. Cheers. Um, I have some trivia for us. It was shot with a five-page script in 15 days. Holy shit. Which is... Wait. Crazy. Fascinating. So it's mostly improvised. The whole... They had, you know, a rough idea of where each of the characters would go, but he basically let all of the um, performers imp- improvise everything that they did. Wow. Okay. Uh, it, it was... The whole film was written, shot, and edited in only four months to meet the Cannes Film Festival deadline, which is just so fast. Damn. Um, it's a movie about dancers, and so everyone in it are their professional dancers with no prior acting experience except Sofia Boutella and Suhila Yacoub. And I didn't know that Sofia Boutella was a dancer prior to being an actor. She was a dancer for 15 years and toured with Madonna. And I just also think she's like one of the most beautiful people in the world. <laughs> Do you huh. guys know who Sofia Boutella is? I'm looking her up right now. I love her. So are these dancers like ballet dancers? They like- so they're all kinds of dancers. Gaspar Noé, basically, okay. he just loves dance and would go to different underground dance scenes. I don't know. Uh, That's who I thought it was. She's an atomic blonde. Yes. Will you will you put that up to the zoom screen, yeah, Emily, maybe. so I can get a little can I get I can get a little pick of uh, what we're looking at here? Did you see Atomic Blonde? Oh yeah, she's in Kingsman also. I've definitely seen her and stuff before. I didn't see Atomic Blonde though. I saw Kingsman. Uh, she's the one with the like razor blade legs in Kingsman. Yeah, she's very. Mm. That was the first thing I saw her in, and she's she's very a badass. Bad, it makes sense to that. me that she was a dancer because she's um she seems very athletic. Yeah. In all of her movies mm, that I've seen. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Uh, oh, she was also in The Mummy with, wasn't that Tom Cruise? <laughs> you better believe it was Tom Cruise. <laughs> you better believe it. Um, but to answer your question more about the types of dancing, I, I don't totally know. I don't know much about dance, but I know that there are like people, there are crump dancers and vogue dancers. Um, and he just mm-hmm. got a, a variety of dancers. They just went and scouted and found the best dancers that they could find. Cool. That's very cool. I actually, I love watching dance. Yeah, me too. Do you guys like, do, do oh, you guys like that too? Yeah. Uh, the Step Up movies. I love it. Haven't I tried to get you guys to watch Step Up with me? I fucking love Step Up. <laughs> oh, Sammy, I guess we also have spent a lot of time watching YouTube dance yes. videos together. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, it's interesting because Tim like is not entertained by it. He finds it boring. Dance? And I'm like, I'm like, how's that possible? Well, that's interesting. How do you find dance boring? I don't get it. But yeah, I don't know. Oh. I love it. All I want to do is to be able to do it too. I just can't. I'm just like I just can't. I, I, no, me either. <laughs> Emily, Emily, Emily can dance. Remember when we all tried to learn a TikTok dance? We did. Yeah, I think that, wasn't that for my birthday last year? We tried and didn't really 
it didn't, quite didn't really do to- it didn't quite come together it was the beginning of quarantine we thought we were going to learn how to do tiktok dances and you know then it was a year of just fucking isolation and depression and it, it didn't really it didn't really turn into tiktok uh so much but you know live and learn um so when it premiered at con um six people walked out of the theater and when Gaspar Noé found that out, he got mad and said, usually 25% walk out of the theater. He was like, that number is very <laughs> low. Very a- low. Ew, I <laughs> don't. I'm, this, I'm not a fan of this guy. <laughs> um, it is loosely inspired by a real thing that happened in France in the 1990s that I guess I'll tell you. It's... Wait, should you? Not to. Should it be a surprise? I don't know. I think it should be a okay, surprise. Okay, we'll, we'll tell keep us it a at surprise. the end because I do want to know. The second, or okay, so the first scene is like this big choreographed uh, dance, and it took its one continuous shot for about ten mm. minutes, and it took sixteen takes to get, but they they used they actually used the fifteenth take. Wow! Um, and the second half of the film is made up entirely of one single unbroken 42 minute long take. Holy shit. Oh my God. That's cool. It's incredible. It's, I mean, that's, so I never made it to that part the first few times I (laughs) tried to watch it. And I feel like that was when I was like, holy shit, this movie is amazing. I mean, it's so, it's so visually cool and so much is happening and it makes it feel wow. so much more like real time, which adds to just so much of the anxiety and dread that oh, it's it's. Wow. It, I'm really curious. I can't wait to hear. It's great. And I think we should watch the trailer. If you couldn't dance, what would you do? Mm, so sad. Ça représente quoi la danse pour toi? C'est tout pour moi. La danse, c'est tout pour moi. J'ai que ça. Oh, you're so good. Thank you. I'm so happy. I couldn't be happier. Right? It looks. Oh my god! I'm insane. so excited. It's very crazy. I'm gonna have to watch so many dance videos after I hear about this. Yeah, I can't believe I've never heard of it or seen this trailer before. That trailer was fascinating. So I'm so intrigued. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I had wanted to see it for a long time, and then I just never did. And yeah, I was figured it was. T- I felt like the right time, and I'm so happy wow. that I that I did it. I'm so happy that you did. Is it. it is it like called a horror movie? Uh, technically? technically, yes. I would say it's not really in you know 
what we would normally think of as a horror movie, but it's definitely, it's more disturbing than scary. I'd say right. anyone could watch the first hour and the last half hour is hard to get through. Really tough. <laughs> All right. Wow. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's, mm. ooh, let's ooh, go. Baby. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Are you going to describe the 10 minute dance? Yeah, I would like for you to describe the dance to the best of your ability, (laughs) moment to moment. I want to I want to be able to picture it perfectly. Mm -hmm. That's Mm going to be really hard for me. (laughs) Um, But I mean, you guys could watch the dance part because it's it's like in the beginning. And anyone listening out there, you could watch the fucking cool dance because nothing scary happens until quite a while quite a while into the movie which is part of why i turned it off so many times before watching it because i was like what is this movie i didn't it's like a, you're the, like where are the scary where bits? Are the scary bits wait a scary bit. <laughs> um okay we start with a overhead shot of a woman walking out from a building into the snow in daytime she is in tank top and jeans and she is covered in blood and screaming and she's trudging through this really deep snow, screaming, crying. She falls over and starts kind of writhing around in the snow and blood is getting 
all over the snow. She's leaving like little blood trails and she starts kind of making a snow angel that has like blood wings. And then she starts laughing, like maniacally laughing and then screaming again and turns back around, starts crawling again and then collapses, passes out or something. Mm. And the camera then keeps moving until it's just over pure white snow and the end credits play. And I was incredibly confused (laughs) and had to pause to make sure this was indeed the beginning of the movie. It says, you have just seen a film based on real events that happen in France winter winter of 1960, uh, 1996. And all the credits play. <laughs> and For how long? Uh, like f- four minutes. Wow! <laughs> it's very... Um, and you know what? I actually, from the first times that I watched this, don't remember the woman in the snow part, which is really interesting. I only remember the next part. But huh. um, so the the credits finish and then we get a full screen text that reads existence is a fleeting illusion. And then we come back to a TV screen playing audition tapes and it is a man and a woman interviewing potential dancers for a dance troupe that is going to be touring to America And these are mostly French dancers. There's one Russian girl, one German girl. And they're kind of asking uh, each of them questions about what dance means to them. And uh, there's probably about 20 characters in this movie. So I'm not going to say all of their names, just kind of some of the main ones. So one that we meet in these audition tapes her name is psych and she is uh german and basically says she's moving here from berlin because the drug scene there was too intense and her roommate when she left started like doing acid in his eyeballs and she was like it's just too much for me i'm trying to get away from that we see this guy david who basically says he's up for anything whatever they want to do He's so excited to be part of this group. And uh, then we meet a brother and sister named Taylor and Gazelle. And they like immediately have a very weird dynamic. Like he's like a little too protective of her. They both are adults. We find out later that she's 20 and he's 25. But he kind of is getting mad at her for being flirtatious and just kind of a gross dynamic mm, that I'm not yeah. fond of. <laughs> and uh, the last kind, oh, we meet a girl named Lou who says dances everything to her and a woman named Emmanuel who, uh, they're all just seeming very excited. They're kind of talking about their previous drug experiences one of them says they like have done coke one of them says they don't do drugs i'm more into girls like looks like there's some cute girls that are going to be on the team uh and so they're just kind of you know young adults excited to go on this tour and maybe hook up are drugs are the drugs a part of their questions or do they just all like is that does that have something to do with this troop 
I don't know, but it, okay. they do. I think I think they do ask the, it as a question, but I don't think it's anything to do with the troop. I think it's maybe just to because they're going to be like traveling together, or like making yeah, sure that people don't. Yeah, maybe they just want to make sure nobody's like going to be a problem. And so we meet a bunch of people through these interviews, audition tapes, and then we cut to the logos, um, you know, like the distributor and stuff. And it says, this is a French film and proud of it. And we come into our first long take, one shot. And it starts like pans down from the ceiling into this auditorium that they're in. And our first dance sequence begins. And it's very elaborate. It's about six minutes long, the, the dance. The, the take goes longer than that. But um, it's really cool. And I can't describe it any more than that. Okay, great. A cool Yeah, it, it sounds dance. cool. Sounds cool. It's very cool. It looked cool from the trailer. Mm -hmm. I think that was probably the same yes. dance. And they are in an abandoned... Uh, school so this is kind of it, it, this is like the main auditorium but eventually we'll see some kind of back hallways where there's you know uh, uh, like school bathroom stalls and stuff like that but it seems seems to be abandoned and it's 1996 so there's not cell phones or anything so they're just and it's like somewhat in the middle of nowhere and we know that it's snowing outside we saw there was um uh snow through the door but it's very, at least from the trailer, it's also very like brightly colored and it doesn't feel like scary or dark or like, even though it's abandoned, it's not creepy it's not, really it's in not any too way. Creepy, no. Um, and Gaspar yeah. Noe, I guess, likes to do really neon lighting in a lot of his movies. And the cinematography is amazing. And I think it was him that did it, Gaspar Noe. I think he he was the camera operator as well. So they're just using a, an abandoned school like as their rehearsal space yeah. or, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So they finish they finish this routine and fucking nail it, knock it out of the park. Amazing. And they're and it's cool. And it's cool. It's very cool. And they're all celebrating afterwards, like proud of themselves. And we meet Selva, who is Sofia Butella. And she is the choreographer, so she was one of the ones doing the interviewing in the tapes. And she's really excited, and they're basically celebrating that they're going to be touring with this performance to the U.S. They're all pretty excited to go to the U.S. because most of them haven't been before, and it's just a big opportunity. Um, and so they start to party. and. Uh, Emmanuel is, she seems like in, in charge of the logistics of things. She like says to someone, mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I don't know what time the buses are coming tomorrow, but I need to like figure that out. And so I think she's just, um, a manager or something of the dance troupe and she made sangria for everyone. And so there's two big like punch bowls full of sangria she's like, everybody have some sangria and the DJ's name is, uh, or they just call him Daddy. And <laughs> he was the other one doing the interviews. So it was Daddy and Selva and Emmanuel seemed to be kind of in charge. Okay. Um, and David gives off kind of a 
slimy vibe pretty early on. He goes up to Selva quickly after the after they finish the dance and starts kind of touching her um inappropriately and she says like not here not here i told you not here and he like kisses her she seems like kind of into it but kind of like embarrassed and like pushes him away he goes and starts filling up some uh cups of sangria and he's starting to like hand them out to people he goes to hand one to this guy omar and omar says no i don't drink and he tries to hand one to lou this woman lou and she says she doesn't feel good. And so he brings it back over to Selva, who takes it. This is, again, this is, like, still the the one take. So it's just this camera moving around this room, and it just feels very, uh, I don't know, rhythmic. I don't know, because they're all still dancing and, like, having fun. It feels like being at a party. I don't even remember. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> well, it leads to a lot of anxiety for me. Great. <laughs> okay. Great. We meet Emmanuel has a cute son named Tito and we see her kind of kneeling down to him and he's probably five. She said he starts to try to drink some of the sangria and she's like, no, no, no. Like that's alcohol. That's for adults. Don't drink that. He doesn't drink it. Taylor and Gazelle, the brother and sister, are start to get in a fight because Taylor realizes Gazelle has a thing going with Omar, the guy who doesn't drink. And he's like, how long have you and Omar been um, hooking up? And she's like, it's none of your business. And he's like, it is my bit. Like, you're my sister. Like, I don't want I don't want anything, anyone doing anything to you. And like, that's gross. And again, just being like really not normal brother behavior. <laughs> mm. Then Lou is sitting on a couch with Selva and they're chatting about Tito, the little boy, and Lou says, I'm worried about Tito. This is, like, not a great place for kids to be, and Selva's kind of rolling her eyes at her. Like, it's fine. He's there. She's putting him to bed right now. It's, you know, she's a good mom. And we find out that she is, like, a single mom that was considering getting an abortion but didn't, and they're like, we're really glad that she didn't. We like Tito's great and well, lose a little bit more like, uh, would you get an abortion? Like, I don't know. And something's going on with Lou here where she's like a little more, she's asking a lot of questions and Selva's like, I think it's, it's good to have the choice to have an abortion, don't you? And she says, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's true. She was the one who didn't drink because she wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Ah. <laughs> and then we cut to a, another full frame text that says, birth is a unique opportunity. That one's real quick. Blink and you'll miss it. Huh. Uh, the editing in this is very unusual. Well, some of them are just long takes. I guess, I guess that's part of his style. I read that he likes either just long one shot takes or static shots. And so then now we cut to a series of static shots. Um, we go to Emmanuel putting Tito in bed. I guess they found a little dorm room type thing in this school. They've made a little bed for him, tucking him in. She's like, I love you so much. Just go to, go to sleep. We'll go home together in the morning. Um, and he's super cute. <laughs> and they just have a nice little moment. She puts him to bed. And it starts... It it cuts to black 
for like five frames at a time in between each shot. And so Mm -hmm. it's at first, the first time it did it, I was like, was that a mistake? What just happened? And then it keeps doing it. And it's just a very weird editing thing that I've never Mm -hmm. seen anybody do before, but it's just kind of throws you off a bit. I liked it. Mm um and so it's it's cutting between basically a little peek at each person at the party we see these two guys talking about how they want to like who they want to have sex with everyone seems very horny (laughs) and well they're all i mean that's the thing about dancers they're all so hot mm -hmm. i feel like it's like the olympic village like all the athletes right fuck each other because it's like (laughs) right you're at your physical peak everyone around you also is Mm mm-hmm so I guess sure. Yeah. Yep. And that is that is the case here. We basically are just <laughs> cutting in and out of various people's conversations about how much they want to fuck everybody. Uh, the German that sounds overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. No thanks. <laughs> the German and the Russian girl are clearly a an item. The Russian girl's name is Ivana. And German German girl is psych. And they're having some sort of a fight of the German girl is just kind of ignoring. Psych is kind of ignoring Ivana. And she's like, can you stop pretending I'm invisible? And there's some little argument happening there. Um, Taylor and Gazelle are still fighting. And David, the slimy guy that hooked up with or that kissed Selva is telling Omar that he fucked Selva last night and he wants to fuck her again. And then he's like, or I'll fuck the lesbian girls. Like, I don't care. Um, Like, he's just trying to have sex with anybody. And this is like, they just had rehearsal and then they're all spending the night together. So I think they're supposed to be getting like picked up from this place in the morning to go on tour. Okay. There's like couches and stuff in there. Or maybe they're like staying in a hotel nearby because it's a... They're in the middle of nowhere, and who else are they going to hang out with? Yeah, I guess. My experience in theater is that it's very incestuous, and so you just, like, only hang out with each other, and you only fuck yeah. each other, and you just, uh... <laughs> that seems to be... Yeah. That checks out to me, that they yeah. would just keep keep doing that. Yeah. Um, And so Daddy is DJing, and there's a... A younger gay guy named Riley who is talking to daddy and about David, the slimy one, saying that he like wants to hook up with them and he thinks that he can get him to like David is straight and he's like, oh, like I'll be able to I'll be able to get him like just you see. And daddy's like, I don't know, like, uh, why not just try to hook up with a gay guy? And like, why do you have to make things harder for yourself? And Riley's like, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm going to hook up with David. Then we cut to another little dance circle thing. People are people are getting more fucked up, more drunk, and they f- there's an overhead shot of a dance circle. So basically, everyone's standing in a circle, and one at a time, they go into the middle of the circle to show their do their moves, <laughs> do their moves. Cool. And this scene is like seven minutes long of them just having a dance circle, which was fun. <laughs> Uh, and it's like getting rowdier and rowdier. And then, uh, Lou is dancing and she falls and someone else like trips on her and also falls and people like 
keep dancing and then kind of break off to just dancing wherever, like breaking the circle and just starting dancing. Some sangrias are spilled on the ground. So like I got confused that there was blood on the ground maybe, but I think it's just sangria. But it's like all very red and red liquid and Lou looked passed out. And uh, and then the the camera starts rotating and goes to a place where it's just hardwood floor, basically. Um, and the camera's rotating on just this hardwood floor with sangria spilled all over it. And then the opening credits play. Okay. <laughs> and it's like this really fast, like techno music playing and names are popping up like two tempo with the music. And so it's like really not enough time to read any of the names. And it's <laughs> really made me laugh, but it's very stylistic and it looked cool. And I was, I'm, I'm into it. Cool. Um, then it cuts to black and we come back up on a hand with an empty cup, dunking it into the punch bowl of sangria, filling it up, kind of POV from the person doing it. And this is the beginning of our 42 minute long shot. So just everything oh, wow. else that okay. happens after this, basically just re one remember shot. that it is one shot, which is just And this is where incredible. it gets intense yes um wow okay so wow here we are we've arrived i guess when the first half of the movie is just a lot of dancing yeah yeah it's a lot like, of, it's a lot of uh -oh, dancing we're already here i'm not ready and i didn't get too much into the conversations because it's very like verite kind of thing and they're not really right, saying right, right. saying anything too important um but um okay so yeah we see uh it's ivana filling up her sangria cup and she goes over to psych and says i feel weird and as the camera kind of pans around the room see that um people are starting to look more fucked up and out of it and but they're dancing so hard they just love to dance and get fucked up and dance <laughs> and some of them are doing that they like have those like contortion-y dancers that bend their arms around mm. and it, like looks like they're breaking their bones. So even just seeing them dancing fucked up is like a little stressful. <laughs> yeah. And we see David talking to Gazelle leaning against like the wall and Riley decides this is when he's going to take his shot and try to hook up with David because people are starting to look more fucked up. And at first, it kind of it it kind of works. He's like goes up to him and starts kissing his neck, and you can see that David gets just a little caught up in how horny he is, <laughs> and is like into it. And as Riley's kissing his neck, he like says something's kicking in, and like people are starting to look like maybe more mm -hmm. than just drunk. And he like pushes mm -hmm. Riley away, is like get away from me, and starts trying to uh, he finds Selva. And we see Selva like dancing really hard in the middle of the room, like eyes closed, like feeling her body. And uh, David comes up to her and is trying to talk to her. And as they're starting to talk, we see Psyche walk to the middle of the dance floor and just pee on the ground, um, standing mm. up just like... Never, never a good sign. <laughs> and they all just kind yep. of look and, and laugh, and she's doesn't seem embarrassed or stressed about it at all, or to even know that it's not normal. 
Uh, and Selva starts, she like looks at David and looks at Psyche and she's like, what's, what's happening? What's happening right now? And you see her start to get kind of scared. And, uh, she's looking around the room, looking at everyone, seeing that everyone else is also starting to kind of like look confused. And she like walks over to Emmanuel and says, what have you done? And Emmanuel says, what are you, what are you talking about? I haven't done any, what do you mean? And, uh, then she, she like walks around kind of looking up at, looking over at, at everyone. And she goes up to daddy and is like, daddy, what's, what's wrong? What's happening? And he says, we're partying. Like you deserve this. They're having a night of partying. She's like, no, no, something's wrong. And she goes back to Emmanuel and is like, what did you do? Like something is in, something is in the punch. Something was in the punch or in the sangria. And Emmanuel's like, I swear I didn't do anything. Like I drank it too. What, what do you mean? What's in it? Already? This is such a fucking nightmare scenario. <laughs> oh my God. This is why so the first bad. time I got high, I started crying because I thought it was going to last forever. I'm like, I do not do well with uh, feeling like a way I don't anticipate Things are feeling. out of control. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I'm really freaked out and we haven't even gotten into it, but I don't, I don't like this. But I also... I also love one of my favorite things is drugs and horror movies. I feel like it's always referenced, but you don't actually see it enough, I think. Because it's fucking scary. It's really scary. It's, it's so really scary. scary. You remember that time I ate 25 milligrams of weed? Yeah. And I didn't know that that was That's a lot. That's too much. Yes. I can't <laughs> believe it. It is so much. It's I can't so believe you survived much. that. That was probably the closest thing I've had to this experience where it was just a very unexpected, a very, very unexpectedly fucked up. Oh, God. That was bad. <laughs> that was so bad. And honestly, doing way too much weed is like just as bad as doing way too much of like any. I mean, obviously not like heroin yeah, or something, right. but I mean, like any kind of like hallucinogenic. No, but it feels yeah. bad. Feels yeah. really bad. <laughs> it really does. Um, so then they all kind of start realizing that they've been drugged and all turn on Emmanuel. And she's like, it wasn't it wasn't me. And they're like screaming at her like, what did you do? What did you do? And they're kind of ganging up on her and seeming really angry and scary. And one of the girls or two girls are having a conversation. They're like, fuck, what do we do? Like, what's the what's what's the antidote? And one of them says, if we find coke like that'll help. And they know that one of the girls there has um, has coke. And so. They're like, okay, we'll just go find that girl and we need to get some coke. And Emmanuel starts kind of crying and she's like, I swear to God, it wasn't me. I drank it too. Like, I'm like, why would I do that? I'm like, my son's here. Like, this is so bad. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, she's so stressed. And so they believe that it's not her. And they're like, yeah, it must be someone that didn't drink it. And Taylor, it like screams, I know who it is. It was Omar. Omar's the one that's hooking up with his sister. Ugh, Taylor, fuck you, man. And they gang up on Omar. Omar's like, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And uh, Gazelle is like screaming, it's not him. I like, it's, it's definitely not him. They don't care. They're all like fucked up. And they just open the door and push him outside into the snow and lock him out, which is so crazy. What the hell? Also, why would people get like this angry? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'd be angry, but I wouldn't be like murderous over this. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's people don't act normal when they're on drugs is one is. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's, yeah, that's part of it. I mean, again, they're not in their right minds, but guys, what about the routine? (laughs) I'm guessing we need Omar for it. Yeah. He can't be frozen (laughs) outside. Also, what about Lou? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen that Lou actually in this time somewhere like walked to the she wasn't feeling good and went to go lay down. So they kick Omar out and then they kind of all go back to partying. It, they all throughout the night get like various degrees of having fun again and like being fucked up and kind of just going with it and then like getting scared. And the mood is just like constantly changing which is very stressful. Um, Emmanuel is, however, absolutely freaking out because she is on drugs and her son is asleep in the other room. And uh, she is talking to Selva, like, what the fuck am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then uh, David walks up and is like, haha, did you see, uh, did you see Tito? And l- we look over and Tito is drinking the sangria. No, <gasps> no. And David's laughing and Emmanuel like screams and walks over to him. Is like, no, 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 no! You can't drink that. Don't drink that. Like, knocks it out of his hand, and is is like, gra- like grabs him by the hand and it walks through the hallways of the school, kind of looking around, and finds an electrical closet with a key on the outside, and puts him in it. No, 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 no. And no, locks no, no, the no, door no. Oh, and he no. is screaming on the other side and she says like I'm doing this to protect you. I'm doing this to protect you. And she like she looks at there's like an electrical box and says like don't touch that. That could kill you if you touch it. Don't touch that. Just stay in here. No. And fuck. <laughs> that is not a good idea. It's not a good idea. This kid is not okay. This is not gonna end up okay. I don't think anyone's gonna be okay. <laughs> um, also, I mean, you, he, you told him not to drink the sangria, and he did. So, what makes you think he's not gonna touch the electrical box? Yeah, don't put him in that situation to begin with. Well, she's on drugs. She doesn't know. Yeah, she's fucked up. And oh god, oh no. Selva is watching her and is like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm trying. I'm trying to protect him from from you, from all of us, from everyone. Like this for his own good." Like, I don't feel like it's safe if everyone is on drugs out here. And then Selva, the camera follows Selva down another hallway. Um, Each of the hallways is like a different color. It's like visually very cool. And she eventually gets into this room with or finds her way to the room that Lou is in. And Lou is throwing up. And she says... Did you drink it too? Like, do you feel sick from the sangria too? And she says, no, I didn't drink it. And she's like, well, oh, well, so what's going on? And Selva's like more and more fucked up too as this is going on and like doesn't understand what is happening here. And Louis tells her that she is pregnant. Mm. What if she actually says something is growing in my tummy? And Selva says, like, what? Like <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't understand. And so she says, I'm pregnant. And um, she's crying and she says she doesn't know who the dad is and she doesn't know what to do. And uh, Selva's kind of crying, too, just stressed in general. And this is all very overwhelming. And then this girl Dom comes in and kind of storms in 
and is like, you also didn't drink. And uh, Lou stands up and is like, yeah, I didn't feel good. I don't I don't feel good. Um, And Dom's like, you drugged us. And Lou says, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. What like, what do you mean? And does I think does, at this point doesn't even know that that's happening. And then Dom shoves her and is like, you fucking drugged us and is getting aggressive. And Lou like shoves her back and is like, no, like, I just don't feel good. Like, leave me alone. And then it's like escalating and Dom's like shoving her back and Selva's getting freaked out and says she didn't drink because she's pregnant. And Dom says, oh, you're pregnant. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, you're pregnant. Um, like, yeah, fucking right. And knees her in the stomach, like as hard as she can. What the and fuck? Lou falls to the ground, sobbing and screaming in pain. And then Dom kicks her in the stomach. What? And storms out. And she is screaming and screaming and screaming and crying. And she's like saying, call an ambulance, call an ambulance. Somebody help me. And Selva's crying. And then then uh, Ivana comes in as Dom leaves and starts to run to kind of, I guess, try to find help of some sort. And the camera follows her. So we leave Lou and Selva in the bedroom and follow Ivana, and then Ivana crosses paths with the girl that was looking for Coke, and then we follow her, and oh, she at one point before this asked the girl that had Coke for Coke, and the girl said, I'm all, I'm all out, I don't have any more, and now we're following her, and she passes the girl doing Coke in like a kitchen, kitchenette area, and um is like pissed and is like you bitch like i'd you said you were all out and uh there is for some reason a huge open flame on this table that she's doing coke on it's like a bunsen burner it's like not a candle it's like a big flame <laughs> and, and the flame's just on just, it's just on it's okay. like a stovetop for some i don't know i don't know what it is but um but so they these two get into an altercation and she shoves the a girl with the coke and she falls onto the counter onto the flame and she catches on fire what and she is screaming and then lou kind of storms in sobbing and like stumbling in and sees this and her eyes get all wide and scared and she doesn't know what the fuck is going on and she is walking back to the main dance floor area Past all of this, we leave that behind. She walks. The girl's still on fire. The girl's still on fire. Lou's just oh like, I'm not dealing with that. Keeps going. Passes the electrical <laughs> closet where Tito is just screaming and screaming, and mm. kind and set, he says, "Mommy, there are cockroaches in here. Mommy, mommy, there's oh. cockroaches." And she sees that and is like, "What the fuck is going on?" Keeps going to the to the main room. And she's asking people for help, and everyone's like now like really dancing. It's <laughs> I don't know why the dancing is like it looks like they just like can't stop dancing. Like mm. some of them, I feel like don't look happy to be dancing. Some of them do. Mm. Some of them are just like completely in a trance, and then some of them are just like look kind of scared but still dancing. It's really weird. And she's like going up person to person, being like, "Can you help me? Can you help me?" And then she eventually uh finds dom the person who kicked her 
and like shoves her again and is like, why did you do that? Why did you do that to me? And turns to everyone and yells like, she hit me. And like, why won't anybody help me? And Dom kind of turns to everyone and is like, she didn't drink either. Like she drugged us. It wasn't Omar. It was her. And they all start gathering around and screaming at her too. And she like shoves Dom again and Dom grabs her by the head and throws her head like onto the drink table and it smashes like a glass. What the fuck? And Dom, I mean, Lou grabs a knife from the table and is like swinging it, like saying like, get back, everybody get away from me. I'll fucking stab you. I'll stab you. And they're all closing in on her, laughing at her, taunting her, saying like, do it, do it. And she says dom says she said she didn't drink because she's she says she claims she's pregnant and they're like prove it prove it prove you're pregnant and lou punches herself in the stomach three times very hard and then puts her hands in her pants and pulls them out and shows that there's blood now all over her hands what the fuck it's so fucked up oh my god that just like i like felt that in my uterus like oh. i'm like in pain right now and i i'm not even pregnant sorry i'm sorry oh. Henley. A bad it's, one. Okay. it's okay there's like con- honestly once you become pregnant there's pregnancy everywhere you look so it's fine <laughs> yeah fair mm-hmm. oh god and so she's still holding the knife out and screaming at them to like stop and leave her alone and they start t- they start screaming at her to kill herself. They Wait, say, "What the fuck? What drug does this to someone?" I'm sorry, this but is this insane. Isn't, this drugs don't make people act like this. Do you know what I mean? This drug is bad. Whatever it is, it's bad. It's a not a drug I'm uh, familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So she is she is like screaming for Gazelle. I guess Gazelle is her friend and. As she's screaming for her, she takes the knife and holds it to her her upper arm and slices her upper arm twice real deep and then takes it to her face and slices her face while they're all like cheering, saying like, yeah, oh my God. And then eventually this other girl, I can't remember her name, that's also her friend, like runs up and grabs the knife from her and is hugging her and is like, stop, stop, stop. And she just kind of collapses into tears and is sobbing. And then the camera starts following. Uh, We see Riley again trying to get David to hook up with him. David like more forcefully pushes him away. All the like sexual encounters are so stressful because you just think they're going to all turn so bad in mm-hmm. just a sec- like a se- so any of these sexual advances mm-hmm. i'm like oh my god sexual violence is imminent <laughs> like stop stop Ugh. don't do it don't yeah. do it but at this moment david just pushes him off but then he sees selva kind of collapsed on a couch kind of rolling around on a couch looking really out of it and grabs her really aggressively and she like kicks him off and stands up and starts walking out through the hallway and david starts like punching the couch pillows and like throwing a little tantrum and screaming and she she walks out into the hallway and he again follows her and tries to grab her 
and she like screams in his face like this has all gotten out of control <laughs> and gets a real good little little scream in and and like p- pushes him away and he eventually uh leaves her alone um and she starts walking down the hallway again t- uh and we can hear Tito's screams Aww. echoing Aww. and she's like holding her head and the camera at this point is like rotating up and down in circles and it's very all very stressful and this is you could i feel like her most fucked up moment the come up if you will i feel like this is when she's like really looking like like she's becoming more drugged like the drugs are really kicking in they're really really kicking in and she Mm -hmm. bursts into this room at the end of the hall and just starts screaming and throws herself on the ground and kind of like scream dances and is at one point like humping the wall and then she throws herself on the couch and then she's spinning around and it's like very it's a really cool scene but it just is completely out of control like she is just on another planet basically and she like flops down onto the couch and her dress is all like high up around her waist and she reaches down and puts her hands in her tights she's wearing black tights and she puts her hands in her tights and kind of is smiling at it and like the textures are maybe cool to her so she's getting all wrapped up in having her hands in her tights and have seemingly having a lot of fun with that (laughs) and then she, she like lays her head back and looks up at the ceiling for a bit and after a moment like tries to move her hands and then looks down and tries to like push her hands out through her tights and thinks her hands are like stuck to her legs now and starts like panicking and she starts she like has the craziest scream like she's sure that her hands are melted into her skin now and (laughs) i'm so i'm so stressed out i'm so stressed out right now i hate this Uh... it's so stressful and she flings herself off of the couch, like on her knees, screaming and screaming. And eventually, like the force of that, I think her arms come out and she like rips her jacket off and she's screaming, running down the hallway. And she runs into a bathroom where someone is also throwing up a different person. Now, I don't know who this is. Um, and she like starts scrubbing her hands in the sink, like really aggressively, like washing her hands. And then she looks up and sees her reflection in the mirror and starts screaming like she does. It scares her and she doesn't like recognize herself. And then she starts running the tap and puts her head under the tap and like gets her whole head wet and is like shaking her head and like splashing water everywhere, like screaming. Oh my god. This is such a fucking nightmare. It truly is. It truly is. And... Then she leaves the bathroom and is starts starts walking towards back in the direction of the the dance floor and sees Emmanuel at the electrical closet door, like crying, talking to Tito through the door. Tito is the pitch of his screams are so it's so intense. He is screaming so 
loud and so he sounds so scared you imagine that this is like the drugs are hitting him now yeah because he is also he is on drugs locked in a fucking electric closet like that's fucked up horrifying 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 couldn't you find a couldn't you find a better location than a closet than a dark closet I think she could have. And Selva walks up and is like, let him out of there. Like, let, let's get let's get him out of there. And Emmanuel looks at her and says, I lost the key. I lost the key. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And oh, no. Selva, oh, no. Selva, like, grabs her by the shoulders and is like, go fucking find it. And Emmanuel's crying and runs off and starts, like, pulling pillows off. Couch. She's, like, desperately looking for this key. And Selva is sitting at the door just listening to Tito's screams and she's like putting her hands on the door like, it's okay, Tito, it's okay. And he's screaming so, like such violent sobs that she's then she's just like sobbing and cr- she like curls up in a ball next to the door and is like, oh, it's so horrible. It's so oh horrible. my God. And she's just, that she just also starts crying so hard. And so now there's just screams crying from all directions oh, echoing so in these sad. hallways. And she eventually gets up to walk back to the dance floor area. And as she approaches the staircase, she looks like scared of the stairs. And she like has to really hold on to the the banister to walk down these. It's only like five stairs. It's a very small little staircase. And she's like terrified of it goes down it really slowly there's also just dancers sprinkled around through the hallways so they'll just be someone doing like really intense dancing Hmm. in a hallway behind her and it just is very funny and adds to the stress of it all just makes it all feel very out of control and very (sighs) yeah not right and so She walks back into the main dance floor area and David rushes her basically and grabs her like really aggressively and pulls her toward him. And she kind of screams and five guys come up and grab him, pull him off of her and just start beating the shit out of him. And she just kind of watches as they're beating him up. And kind of is slowly tiptoeing towards him to try to maybe help him. But she also like seems like she doesn't quite understand what's happening. And she's looking at them and they eventually they they leave him. And he's just on the floor, all kind of bloodied. And uh, she goes to she walks over to daddy at the DJ booth who daddy seems like he's having a great time. Oh, there's a few God. people. There's a few people who throughout this who look like they're having fun for the entirety of the evening. <laughs> we're just like, Hey, fuck it. We're on drugs. We're not mad about it. And so daddy is, he's got a long blonde wig on now. He's like twirling <laughs> it around. He's really dancing. And she comes up to him sobbing and is like, please help me. Please help me. And he just like, gives her this crazy look and smiling and he's just like won't stop dancing to try to comfort her and she's crying and holding and like hugging him and holding him and like please 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 help me and he just like nothing can stop his party just dancing 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 and then we see over at the kind of snack table area this group of guys that are now painting their bodies with food like some sort of 
sour cream dip or something some like white creamy stuff that they're like painting all over their bodies they've taken their most of their clothes off and they're just like rubbing this stuff all over their bodies we see uh emmanuel like crawling on her hands and knees sobbing looking for the keys um and as she is searching the power goes out and uh this like backup red light comes on and someone yells out laughing tito's fried and <gasps> oh she, my god she just like completely loses it and like drops down and she's like i've killed him i've killed him i've killed him like he's dead he's fucking dead and selva is also sobbing like sees this and ivana comes and grabs selva and leads her uh down back to the hallway like past past emmanuel and they pass the girl that was helping lou it, she's now in a in a shower and covered in blood and is like the blood the blood and it's Lou's blood from when she cut her arm and her face. It's not so much blood, but she's just like. But this girl's tripping she's tripping and, freaking and she's out about freaking out. Blood on her. And so she's just like naked in the shower, like scrubbing her body, saying like the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Oh God, the blood. There's screams still echoing in the hallways. About the girl who's on fire. Yeah, I know. I know. What That's what I had. That girl? I had a lot of questions about that girl. <laughs> we'll get back to her eventually, but yeah, she's absent for most of the movie. Honestly, oh if they want to keep kids from doing drugs they should show them movies like this yeah you know this is like way more effective than anything else <laughs> yeah it it <laughs> certainly makes it look very bad uh and ivana is leading selva to back to like to a room and ivana is fucking creepy her vibe here is like zombie-ish she's like twitching and kind of like grunting and wouldn't make me feel good following her, but she then starts kissing Selva. And Selva at first is like, what's happening? And then I think gets caught up in the feeling of kissing someone. And it's maybe a good distraction from being on drugs. And so they just start hooking up. And David eventually comes in crying, his eyes like swollen shut from being beat up and he comes in trying to get Selva to comfort him and she is like done with him and pushes him out and is like I don't want to see you like get a three head I don't want you in here pushes him out closes locks the door behind behind him so he's now out in the hallway we see daddy coming like passing him in the hallway and going to lay down in a different room and uh, Riley is in there crying and David goes in there for a second, also crying, trying to like talk to them and is like, Riley, uh, I guess now he wants Riley to be nice to him. He just wants someone to be nice to him, I think. And they're like, get out of here, get the fuck out of here and push him out. And he keeps crying and he's walking down the hallway and then he walks past a bathroom where he sees Taylor and Gazelle having sex. And they are brother oh, and sister, let me remind you. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and he, uh, like, runs and pulls Taylor off Gazelle. She starts crying. 
and Taylor and David get into a fight. The camera follows Gazelle down. She runs back to the main dance floor and she's crying and she runs past Emmanuel, who just is saying, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. And she goes to the the main room, which is now again, it's like completely red. And now the camera turns upside down for most of the remainder of this. So it's like the, 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 it seems like the gravity is not right. I don't know. They're all like laying on the ground. Hardly anyone is still standing. They're all kind of writhing around on the ground. And Omar around. has been outside this whole time? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Taylor comes back to find, like, finds Gazelle and is kind of throws himself on top of her. She's like crying, trying to push him off. He's saying, I love you, Gazelle. I love you. I love you. And she says, like, not here, like, please, not in front of everybody. And ugh. so to, ugh, Ew, do we get the impression so that this was consensual sex, even though I think they're on drugs i don't know i think it's more that it's happened before for sure right i think it's yeah, like okay and i don't i just mean like it it, it doesn't uh, seem like he was raping her it didn't at first but i do think that he has raped her in the past it okay. seems i don't know but oh that's so fucking dark jesus christ yeah no thanks no thanks hard pass no thanks no thank you it's Hard bad pass. i told you guys the end of this movie is not fun uh so and then we're kind of like seeing little glimpses of everybody else on the dance floor there's people just like having sex like aggressive sex on various sides and other people just um kind of flopping around there's one guy that is the guy that does the contortiony dancing it seems like he is just like breaking his own bones like he is Ugh. bending his body in such a way that his bones are like popping Ugh. then gazelle starts having a seizure and starts foaming from the mouth and what? taylor is like gazelle gazelle no 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 um and just has a seizure and we just watched that whole thing happen and she's she doesn't die but it's very upsetting and David has made his way into this room, too, and he is also on the ground crying. And the rest of the guys that were beating him up before, like, find him again and get on top of him and are pulling him up as if they're going to slam him down. And everyone or the other guys are saying, like, do it, do it, do it. And we just see them slam his head down. No! And it cuts to black, and, set, and then we get our an, another full frame text says life is a collective possibility. Wow. Okay. Sure. Gaspar Noé. French. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like an American couldn't fucking do this. No. An American cannot tell you that. What was that? Life is an endless possibility or collective? Whatever. Collective possibility. Collective po co even no. like. No. An American can't say that. <laughs> no. It would never come out of an American's mouth. Um, and then we come back up on the cops arriving the next morning. They're op like open a door to the 
auditorium area. Yeah, because one thing I guess is like, who had cell phone service? Like, did anyone call the cops? Or no, the it's ninety six, so no cell phones. Oh right, it's ninety six. I forgot that. I forgot. I that. had the same question, and I actually saw that it was set in ninety six, and I was like, why did they? do that and because literally nothing is referenced about it and I was like oh it must be to not have cell phones and also because the actual event that it is based on happened in 96 I need to know more about this actual event yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk so, about that yeah. afterwards it's not too excited. don't get your hopes up too much oh, okay it's certainly nothing like this movie <laughs> oh okay um I mean which is good that's good yeah that's good. No, no, to clarify yeah. that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 this yeah, didn't yeah. actually happen yes um, and so this is again, still all upside down. And so we see the dog, the, the cops coming in with dogs barking and most people are, um, just on the floor. You don't know. Are they dead? Are they asleep? Um, psych is still dancing. She is just still going for it. Um, and we get then overhead, overhead shots of everybody. Um, and it does, it seems like some are sleeping. The people that were having sex are like sleeping, cuddling up. And I'm like, oh, that seems like nice for them. <laughs> they, they seem like maybe they had the best night out of everybody. I mean, better than some. A low bar, but <laughs> pretty yeah. low bar. Pretty low bar. One guy is for sure dead, choked on vomit. And he's like next to a pile of vomit. I mean, not for Ew. sure dead, but looks, looks pretty, pretty dead. dead. But not someone we knew necessarily. Not someone we spent much time with, no. And there's the two guys that were rubbing white stuff all over themselves. And one of them is just scratching at where the like white stuff is on his chest. And he's scratching so hard that is it's like bleeding. And he's just like he's just clawing at his own skin. It has an overhead shot of this girl sleeping that then wakes up screaming and then falls back asleep. Um, we see girl with a burned head in the bathroom screaming, dumping water on her head still like she must have been in there all, all night long, just continuously throwing water on her head screaming, which is very fun to think about. <laughs> oh, my God. We, get, uh, we see that Selva and Ivana are just uh, sleeping in bed together. We see David is dead. David has had his head smashed. Jesus Christ. Um, and we see Tito is dead in the closet. Oh. Oh. A little overhead of him. And Emmanuel is on the other side of the door. She has committed suicide. She is in a pool of her own blood. She oh, has my God. Her wrists. Uh, we see Lou walking out of the uh, of the now open door into the snow, screaming, still covered in blood. This is the shot that we saw at the mm -hmm. beginning of the film. So we saw we see her about to wa walk out, and then it cuts to another full frame text. Death is an extraordinary experience, and then we see a shot of Omar dead in the snow. Oh my God! Frozen to death is. A really bad way to go. Oof. Yeah, I mean, this night, man, is so bad. <laughs> so so stressful. bad. Uh, then we see Taylor and Gazelle waking up in bed together. Taylor says, nothing happened, nothing happened, don't tell dad. Jesus Christ. Um, and then we finally see a shot of Psyche 
in her room with a book on LSD, dropping a dropper full of acid into her eyeball and fade to white. And that's the end of the movie. So I guess she was the one that drugged everyone. Yeah, I think so. So like LSD does not make you like violent. I don't think. Um, I mean, I have done LSD and I've killed many people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, I'm just speaking for myself whenever I've done LSD. I mean, I have too. And I definitely did not feel, but I mean, like maybe if it's in your nature to be violent already. Or if there's like a, a once the seed is planted, like the group mentality. Like the mentality. Mob mentality. They did in the opening interviews, they did one person, one of the guys that was beating up David did say that he had been in like a street fight and knocked a guy's teeth, like teeth out. And so there was like a little seed of violence planted there that they are maybe capable of this stuff in their regular lives. But yeah, no, I agree. I mean, a lot of this is quite extreme. I've had a bad trip and I just wanted to like s- sit in a corner for the entire time. Yeah, you don't want inter- to, you don't want to interact with anyone or like do anything. The last thing you want is to be around lots of other people also on no, LSD. No, 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 it, no, like, no, There's no. nothing worse. Like whenever I, I, I've done it a couple times in college and every time I'm like, I need to have my sober person so close because I need to be like grounded to reality. <laughs> I need to right. always be able to turn to someone and be like, tell me everything's okay. Because it really gets scary. It can get scary if everyone is. It, you do go to like a different fucking. I am so scared of drugs. Don't, don't I have do LSD. Not, yeah, no. I have not done LSD <laughs> yeah. and I probably never will. Um, not even because this movie drugs terrify me. I'm very, very scared of them. Very scared of well, them. Well, this uh, movie honestly feels like doing drugs. I uh, There was one thing that after watching it, I was like, I kind of wish I had seen this in theaters because I feel like I would have literally fallen out of the theater on my hands and knees. I would have had to like crawl out of it. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's an effective movie. Then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what he was looking Damn. to do. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I, that the only other thing that made me feel that way was Mandy, where it's just such a surreal experience. And unlike truly anything else you'll see, I think this is a one of a kind film. Wow. Holy shit. So, okay, what's the real event? Yeah, what's the real event? So, I mean, it was just, it's very anticlimactic i mean it was just that a dance troupe did get their um punch or whatever spiked by lsd but that's basically all that is known about it there's i couldn't find the real event it's apparently just gaspar no way knew about it and remembers it see nothing really happened because if that ever happened in real life yeah people would just be okay afterwards yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly a dramatized. I think that, like, if you're doing a shit ton of like PCP or something, that can make you violent. Yeah, but I do think that it's kind of never done PCP. I mean, all the times I've done PCP, I've gotten super (laughs) violent. But I do think that it's like I don't know. I think I find it. I think I find it a little frustrating that um, acid has been marketed as kind of this thing that's like so evil and bad for you. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not, it's pretty benign at the end of the day. I mean, it can be scary for sure, but it's not like that destructive of a drug. You I know? mean, I, to bring us back to the, the weed, I felt just as fucked up from weed as I did from LSD. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and I've, he- I've heard good things about microdosing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that can really help people. It can be therapeutic. It can. Sounds it can. And doing interesting. Um, psilocybin mushrooms can really help people too. Yeah. But anywho, definitely do not want anything like this movie to ever happen to me. No. Ever. No. This is no. so out of control and fucked up. I would be really fucking mad if I was drugged without me knowing it. I will say oh that. Oh my God. Like, I would be so upset. Yeah. No, no, Obviously. no. But so I would just upset. go and like literally find a corner and not leave the corner the rest of the night. Like, that's what I would do. Yep. Me too. I would not do anything else. <laughs> Oof. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awful. And also having the kid in the story like raises the stakes so uh, much. That really, bad. really raises this fucking stakes so that's high. That's really, really not good. I don't like, not I good. would rather, I would, I'm, I would, I'm never going to think about this ever again after the podcast <laughs> yeah, block, is over. Block this one out, Henley. I'm fully blocking this one out for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's very, very well done. Well made. Very well made. Mm-hmm. So if you can stomach it, I do recommend it. Or you could just watch the first 15 minutes, see a cool dance scene. Cool dance scene. Damn. Or skip it. I don't I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do whatever you want. You do what you gotta do. <sighs> Jesus you do what you Christ. gotta do. We don't care. Yeah. Also another another thing We don't care what you do. <laughs> another thing about doing this podcast where I'm three hours ahead of you guys is like I'm going to bed like right after we're done. Yeah. Often yeah. now too. Ooh, I gotta have a palate cleanser in between you guys. Yeah, I did have some pretty weird dreams after this. I don't really remember them, but I had one of those nights where I just dreamt nonstop, where you just are exhausted when you wake up because you just oh, dream, yeah, and dream and dream and dream and dream and dream. I lived 10 lifetimes in my dreams last night. <laughs> I'm having a lot of dreams where I'm like, I'm like getting really like emotional in my dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like sad, like any kind of emotional. Yeah. Like I don't even know. It's my dreams have been wild recently. That's always interesting when you when you feel that emotion when you wake up. I got really angry in a dream the other night, and I woke up really mad. But that was the day that the Lil Nas X video came out, and it really oh thank God. <laughs> it really turned things around. Hell Satan, Hell Satan, Hell Satan. <laughs> Satan. What would you have done this past week without the Lil Nas video? It's done, it's really turned this week around for you, Sammy, in a lot of ways. It really has. <laughs> in a big it's been, way, it's yeah. been it's been a real godsend, a real Satan send. A real Satan send. Maybe I'll watch that. <laughs> That's what I'll do. It's a good it's idea. A good idea. It's always a good idea. Um well definitely no fun voices in this. No, we can no. do French again. Because we did such a good job. Such good French accents. Oh very good. I'm not even trying. <laughs> Fair enough. From all of us here. At too scary to the torch. It's <laughs> very good. Thanks for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed yourself, head on over to Apple Podcasts, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. If you're interested in getting two bonus episodes per month, as well as a custom bingo card and other cool, fun things, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW podcast to sign up to be one of our patrons. You'll also get a shout out at the beginning of the episode. All right. Love you guys so much. See you next week. 
Adios. Adios.